We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm up your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Happy Tuesday, CMOS girlies. How's it going? Um, Kate and Emma here podcasting. I have my AC off, um, which I would like to say because Emma and I are notoriously stingy humans. So I'm kind of sweating as I'm podcasting, but I do it for you girls. Uh, how's it going, Emma? I'm also sweating. I have my fan on, but I'm also bringing Brandy Mevel sweatpants, which was a mistake. Ooh. And so I have them rolled up and they look like capris on me now yeah yeah so we're both sweating together and if you are a seatmas really that is also sweating while you listen to this podcast well um let us know (laughs) let us know i mean you're just getting some diy like hot therapy in you know like you're getting a little sauna moment unintentionally um proceed with caution don't just always sweat throughout the day but you know sometimes it's nice to save money on your con ed bill because mine has been crazy the past few months but you know but if we're not talking about the weather we're talking about um air conditioning i guess <laughs> we're truly like two old hags on this podcast the worst. people probably are like can you guys like have fine friends they're and like wait these hobbies? two girls this is the- our hobby these two girls make the memes because they're not funny at all <laughs> that's <laughs> that's my own negative self-talk but no i don't believe that you guys um were the same people that post the memes so if you get it you get it if you don't you don't but yeah, throw back to that who who coined that, that? uh it's definitely I wanted to say Trisha Paytas, but i know it's not yeah i don't know a ha- uh, hrh collection right hra forgot about her yeah. rest in peace um wow. she's still alive, i think people. i still follow her on twitter but yeah. she's i don't crazy. know what she's up to these days does she have a tiktok i feel like she would be no but she, there's so many fan pages of her that i like always get her videos clipped which is hilarious um i started listening to emergency intercom and i've like obviously know who they are and i think they're hilarious but it's like when you've never made the jump to clip subscribe and apple podcasts um but i love them I mean, maybe i should watch it on youtube i don't know because i always get their clips on tiktok as well yeah i haven't listened to them in a while they're pretty similar to how long gone where you can just like turn it on and like barely pay attention and still be entertained the point, and right 
Yeah, it's a good background noise. Good background noise. Well, one of my intro topics about background noise is to click shuffle on like on your liked songs on Spotify and just let it rip. Um, I would say this is good for a Sunday afternoon when you are aimlessly walking around New York City. I would say this is probably not good for a run because I was on my run and I kept getting um, the fantastic Mr. Fox soundtrack. And I thought this is not what I want pumping me up right now. But it's funny because I like played so many old songs that I have memories to that I was like, oh, my God, this was like my high school driving around song. Or, oh, my God, this was like me studying at the NYU library song. And it's good to spice up your music versus listening to the same 10 songs until you hate them like I do. So shuffle all your songs and you'll find some old gems, everyone. I loved my Spotify and shuffle when I'm not inspired by music, but then my issue is that I'll put it on shuffle and then I'm like, wait, I actually don't want to listen to the songs. And then I just like kept on, I keep on clicking yeah, like the go for it, go for it or like pass this track. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, what's the point of me shuffling this? Yeah. I feel. Um, Love that for you. I kind of had a fun, exciting self-care moment over the weekend. Oh, right. Tell there's us. This, like, there's a spot in the Upper East Side called Sage and Sound, which I'm sure maybe some girlies that live in New York know about it or have gotten targeted ads from them. Um, I would classify them as my targeted ad I did (laughs) um everyone's gonna get targeted ads now after listening to this podcast um anyway it's like a wellness spa I would say it's also like part store they're connected to Isle of Us which is a really cute cafe kind of gives me like squirrel or like dimes vibes in terms of like the food and like aesthetic and there's also like a nail salon attached to it as well um but anyway they like invited me which was like cool of them because like I don't get shit like that ever and I did a breathwork and meditation class I think on Wednesday but then on Saturday I got a lymphatic drainage massage and like I don't do self-care stuff like that ever like I think that was my first massage to like ever truly like I went to the chiropractor when I was younger and that was like probably the closest thing I ever got to getting a massage um but oh my god I loved it now I'm like okay I kind of get why people pay for this even though it's fucking so expensive yeah. Um, but if you live in New York, I totally recommend going. It's like such a serene space. And like, yes, of course, it's like all the typical like white wellness brands, which I like kind of sort of have an issue with. But like overall, like I think like as a wellness destination, it's like really amazing. And it kind of reminds me of Cap Beauty, which is like such a miss in New York for people who were like aware of Cap Beauty. Um, but what what was interesting about my lymphatic drainage massage is that I guess there's many different methods to to lymphatic drainage. And so I got the Brazilian method, which felt more like a deep tissue massage. Um, Because I just thought it was like the typical, like gentle touch. Oh, wait, we can't hear you. Your microphone. Oh, you can't hear me. No, you wait. No, you pulled it away when you did that on your arm. Oh, I'm so sorry, everyone, for pulling away. I was trying to demonstrate, even though this is a. (laughs) I was like, we're an audio pod, girly pod. I was petting my wrist as well. That's what they did during the massage. Um, cause I thought that's what all lymphatic drainage massages were, but I got oh. the Brazilian method and it was pretty tight, okay. but like the clothes that they made you wear were like awful. <laughs> Wait, I don't know what you got. Cause I think I got something different. They literally wrapped me in saran wrap. Yeah. I got wrapped in saran wrap too. Did you have to put on like the weird like loincloth yep. and, and I put it on incorrectly. <laughs> God. Dude, yeah. I opened them. Wait, I literally opened them and I was like. Wait, which is which? Oh, I put I put them on wrong and the person corrected me as well. I also am a um, you know, happy that we've both done this and we haven't discussed it on the like I haven't heard Emma's opinion of it yet. Um, but at least you didn't have to film a TikTok of yourself in the fucking saran wrap. And like I I was so scared. I checked my TikTok 12 times that I like my privates were not out in the video from the weird loincloth thing. Like I was like, what also well, also it's like so hard to sit in saran wrap too. Oh. 
and I, I was like trying to read and I was like sweating and I was honestly getting claustrophobic because I don't do well in like saunas or no. like, heat in general and, then you're and like I had to take the fucking hot ass subway up there where I was like already dripping I was like oh wow I'm already getting my lymphatic drainage massage right now just dripping sweat on the six train um yeah I think I like have to post content for that but I'm just gonna do like Instagram stories yeah, don't but do anything yeah go check it out girlies it was really crazy fun Bro, that's hilarious because on my way up to getting my drainage massage, um, I got a parking ticket or I got a speeding ticket on my city bike for running through a red light. So my cortisol levels were up right before I went to that thing. My whoop actually detected it as like a high intensity workout of me like getting like this ticket. Which oh, was dumb no. But yeah, um, and then my lady was like, you don't really hold on to much water. Keep on doing what you're doing. I was like, okay, yeah, I like eat vegetables and I walk and I swim. So maybe CMS girlies don't need to get any type of massage ever because you guys are probably all doing great in in that, in that, in that way. Um, but yeah, that was my fun, my fun weekend activity, my solo date slay yeah i've been really into the uh like self-care moments i would say this past year like i've never really given a shit about them but then i'm like wait come on there's got to be a reason like why people do it kind of like you said i'm like oh wait yeah if you're someone that's very active it does feel good to do those type of things um my next point uh is weird but it's a coconut cult dot 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 is a probiotic which um if you've ever bought coconut cult before and you're like whoa this tastes really good let me just like eat half the jar oh that happened to me today <laughs> yeah twins um i would say don't do which that flavor uh the pineapple one the pina colada yeah that one. but i ate know- like half a jar today and i yeah feel it so I had like a stomach ache midday because I went and got like a little slushy and with friends and I was walking around. It felt like it was sloshing in my stomach and I was like, I need some food. Then I get home and ate dinner and like my stomach hurt. And so I was like, I need a dessert. And then I'm like, okay, coconut cult. I can make a little mush bowl thing with coconut cult. And so life hack is to, you know, have a bowl where you have some regular yogurt and then also coconut yogurt. So you're not getting too much, but yeah, rest in peace to my stomach. I think stuff is happening there right now um so just be cautious of your probiotic intake your boys and girls. is in my prayers yeah it's not like painful i'm like chilling but i'm just more like you're just gonna like shit why? your brains out tomorrow and it'll be fine <laughs> right yeah on my run that'll be great as i'm scouring for a husband on the west side highway i'll just God. shit my um pants. i guess i kind of have a food moment as well yeah um this is a combination i haven't had a combination in a while but it's the you should have a little avocado. bell you can ring got a new combination yay <laughs> Go Emma. Emma found one. okay what is yeah. it yeah um okay it's not that interesting i'm sure like people do with this all the time already but it's smashing avocado coconut aminos and then seed and mill just released squeezable tahini and they have a spicy one which is literally just like paprika maybe some other spices and tahini mm-hmm. so you could like make this on your yeah, own and then I've been buying the wild caught salmon in a can from Trader Joe's and then adding that on top and eating it with crackers. Ooh. And it feels like some sort of like spicy crab sushi roll. And I've been craving Ooh. sushi and this has definitely been hitting the spot. So maybe you girlies might want to try Emma's salmon smush tahini dip and maybe you'll love it just as much as me. Ooh, I love that. Um, love a food moment. It would also uh, be good with nori sheets, but nori sheets are kind of expensive that I can't yeah. really justify buying them because I'm like, this is paper. Yeah, this is in this economy, nori sheets are out. Um, I my only combo that I did today was I got my ground beef from Butcher Box. Butcher Box. Butcher Box. Shout out Butcher Box for sending Emma and I some meat. Um, 
both of us appreciated it a lot. So I made the ground beef and I always like know when I go to a restaurant, like if you're in a food rut, I always, I'm like, what would I order if I want, went to a restaurant? And a lot of times I love getting like a beef salad that has mint and like lemongrass and ginger in it. So I was in a pinch and I like ended up just buying a bag of lettuce from the farmer's market and made this whole like lemony kind of salad with my beef and some mint. Um, Very good. 10 out of 10. And I've been on a big like tzatziki kick um, and I've never really had a tzatziki kick in my life. So shout out to dill and mint and all the herbs for changing Literally my shout life. Out, shout out to herbs. Like <laughs> you guys really be doing it. I'm going to make a meme that I'll launch tomorrow that says shout out to herbs. Got to be one of my favorite genders for real. My brain I thinks in memes. Meme template <laughs> I so know. Much. God, there's some that just I I think in those sentences. There's some that you just like have to constantly reuse because they're that good. Yeah, Ugh, memes. I gotta make some more, guys. Um, also, there's a certified in or Twitter X, whatever the fuck that platform is called now. It's called like Notorious Jov, and they reposted one of our memes. Oh yeah, on... she's a big Twitter follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She shared the CMOS release one. That's like the dolphins. And she has actually like... shared a few before because I oh, follow really? her. Yeah. And she shared one about like majestic walks and she shared one about uh like step count and beverages. Like she's it's one just, of like, us. It's so funny seeing CMOS really memes out in the on, world yeah, when on you Twitter. aren't the one who's like in control of them. Yeah. No, it's funny. I've like thousands of people have screenshotted our memes before. Yeah, Whoa. I've never thought about that. <laughs> There's probably some like random person in, I don't know, Idaho that has seen our memes. Yeah, I was going to say Croatia, but Idaho works too. Or Croatia or like, I don't know, Argentina. Yeah. Let us know in the comments below where you're consuming our memes from. Um, It'll make our day. But Um, today's episode is going to be more weird wellness myths that you guys submitted. We got so many. We figured let's break it into two episodes um yeah we're gonna talk about the dopamine low dopamine low fat epsom salts um detoxing what else could we be talking about besides those same themes that happen in health and wellness i feel like every week like nothing has changed unfortunately but we're here to you know provide knowledge provide humor giggles um so i will call you back and then we'll get into the pod we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it. For me, I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. 
I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking athletic greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, athletic greens contain dairy-free probiotics. And let me tell you, my digestion has never been better. Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, CMOS girlies, let's get into part two of the wellness myths. There's definitely some juicy stuff in here. So let's get going. First one is, are all sugars created equal? Which I always think this is kind of funny when anyone ever asks this or whenever there's conversations around it, along with like all calories are quite created equal. Or I've noticed on recent health podcasts, so like they'll be talking about processed food and they're like, well, technically like rice cauliflower is processed. And so therefore we're actually talking about Dorito chips. And it's like, yeah, no shit. Like I feel like everyone kind of like knows that like, obviously not all sugars are created equal, but if you didn't know, um, no, our body can process sugars in different ways. And sugar is a type of carbohydrate. There's many different forms and we've done an episode on macronutrients. So I'm sure we kind of get more granular on that. And I'm sure we've done like a sugar specific episode before, but I'm also like, have we done a sugar specific episode? Um, so kind of to break down like the different types of sugars and like how our body processes them, there's simple sugars. So like, these are going to be the short chain carbohydrates. They're like really quick to digest and absorb, which makes it very harmful to our health because it can lead to glucose spikes. And this is like what you probably think of when someone says the word sugar. So just think like typical table sugar, cane sugar, high fructose corn syrup, or sucrose. And so like, these are going to be the type of sugars that are often added into foods. So think about like baked goods, any type of dessert. And then you got your natural sugars, so like maple syrup, honey, et cetera. These are also short chains. So like, they're also going to be absorbed very quickly by your body and quickly digested. So they're also going to lead to a glucose spike. But the only difference here is that like, they're unprocessed. So they're still going to contain vitamins and minerals. So like, you should still maybe eat these, like you can still eat these, but obviously just like be cautious of like how much you're fully consuming. Um, and then you got your fruit. So this when people say fruit has too much sugar, I'm like, do you know anything about nutrition? Um, because this is going to be digested so differently compared to like a simple sugar or something like a maple syrup or honey, because it has like the fiber and the water content. And there's also many, you know, vitamins and nutrients. And so this is going to all help with slowing down the digestion, also keeping you fuller longer than like, let's say if you were to have a spoonful of sugar, um, And it's also not going to like lead to as crazy of a glucose spike. And I think like if anyone ever makes this claim or is like has some sort of broad sweeping claim about anything related to health and especially nutrition specifically, like it's going to be probably like a pretty reductionist claim, which like this one definitely is. And like you have to definitely consider, for example, for sugars, the form and like what it's paired with. 
Um, so definitely like have an eyebrow raised if anyone ever says anything about like all sugars are created equal. Like we all know that like a Snickers bar could have hundred calories and you could also have a hundred calories of broccoli. And like, clearly those are going to have very different impacts on your body and mind. So yeah. Yeah. My point on that is I've been reading like a lot of books about nutrition and female athletes and like thinking about how sugars are particularly stored when it comes to training and stuff like that. And just a reminder, like Emma said, that everyone processes everything differently. And I was listening to a podcast that was talking about longevity and like kind of how to know if you're a healthy population or not. And one test that they put patients through is they will give patients a donut and see what happens. And if you are quote, like the healthiest, you know, gut microbiome, everything, you wouldn't have an insulin spike. Like it would be a random thing that your body would be like, okay, this is weird. Let's process this. And that would prove that you're someone that can, that is like metabolically flexible. Um, and so that's to say, like, obviously having sugar being the majority of your diet is not a good, healthy thing to do. But I would say, like, don't get in that orthorexic mindset of like, I ate sugar once, like I'm fucked forever. Like, it's so fine. And also like you need your emotions. Like sometimes you need to just go get ice cream and shit. So yeah. I mean, I've been thinking a lot about this in terms of fueling for races because I'm gonna have to start to get those goos in those gels as the girlies know. And that's kind of a annoying part of endurance training is having to eat while you're also like moving. Um, so I'll let you know my research in that realm. Uh, the next question we got was talking about like this phenomenon of like being skinny is healthier. And I don't really know what person's like question was kind of about um but kind of to answer it i suppose like i think probably it's like you know skinnier bodies you have less body fat you have a better bmi you know you are quote leaner or whatever the hell um but i think as you look into things that are beyond the bmi like bmi is not the gold standard and like women need amounts of fat on their body more than men um if you're thinking about essential life function like being able to birth a child being able to have a menstrual cycle um, and so there's a lot of like reasons for women to have fat on their body and like you still can be a very healthy person. But I do think if the person is trying to get at like, I do think in health and wellness, like we prioritize thin bodies, like there's a lot of fat phobia that happens in wellness. So I totally agree that like when people talk about health and wellness, like they're very exclusionary of anyone that's like plus size or just outside of like a thin norm per se. Yeah. And like all the images that were really shared on social media in terms of like health and wellness like Kate said it's going to just like be typically like models and like they could and could not be healthy right and also like touching on BMI like someone like for BMI it's really taking into account your body weight and your height but like that's not telling you how much muscle mass you have too and like muscle is so dense and so you could be someone who's like you know 150 pounds and like five foot and then you could have someone else who's like you know something similar and like they could both have like very different um compositions in terms of like their body and also like people who are skinny can also have like you know really bad like metabolic health and they can also have like you know really bad like blood glucose so there's so many other factors that I think you have to take into consideration versus just like what it appears on on the outside and I think like when I was younger for sure I definitely was in the mindset of like skinny equals like healthier but as I've gotten older and have like become a woman I'm like oh wait no it's like actually really beautiful to like have fat in certain areas and like have like a womanly body and not look like a little frail frail ghost and like Um, at the end of the day a lot of us in order to maintain these super frail bodies like you have to be dieting you have to be rigidly controlling your food and your movement and it's so much more relaxing to like 
we all have a set body weight. And so you've probably been thinner than you are now if you're an adult and you've probably been heavier than you are now. And so finding like what body weight within that range that is quote healthy for you. Like I've just felt so liberated the past, like, you know, few years that I'm like, okay, I don't actually care about my weight as long as my clothes fit. And like, I'm able to perform. Um, it's something that doesn't like stress me out on a day to day, but it definitely did a few years ago. I mean, I didn't even feel like a runner because I'm not 90 pounds and like, a rail thin runner. Um, so it's definitely hard to break through it, but know that what you are doing, um, is good for you and you really can't compare to other people. Even if you eat the same as someone else, you follow their little TikTok what I eat in a day video. It's like not going to be the same for two people. So take it on yourself to kind of treat your life as a little experiment to figure that out. Um, the next question we got, I think this is probably targeted at me because I always am posting about my Epsom salts. Um, and someone also asked about like sauna and steam rooms and was kind of like, I see these on social media. Do they actually do anything? Is it a scam? Like what's up with that? So to talk about a little uh, recovery kind of section, I guess, of the pod. So if you know about Epsom salt, what it is, is actually magnesium sulfate. It's like you get this sack of just like bath salts basically. And so the main way that people probably are using them is to take a bath you dilute it with hot water you'll sit in it submerge your whole body in there but also epsom salts are used often in a hospital setting so if there's any sort of wounds or like acute injuries and stuff you can make a little epsom salt compress on those spots and it's been used for muscle pain it's used for also just general stress because it relaxes the muscles around different like pain points in your body and as we know if you have adamant adequate magnesium levels it's essential for both like sleep and stress management because magnesium helps your brain produce these like very essential neurotransmitters and so it helps you get into sleep and like wind your body down uh, magnesium also helps with the availability of glucose in the blood and the muscles and it also reduces this like accumulation of lactic acid in the muscles so if you're someone that's ever used a foam roller and you like get on it and you're like what is this weird knot that's lactic acid buildup so magnesium is something when absorbed through the skin it can help reduce that lactic lactic acid in the muscles. Um, the thing is, though, that Epsom salt does get a little bit of a pushback because there haven't been any clinical trials to prove the benefits of it at the same time. And this is like a general caveat with how I view wellness stuff. It has been used for decades. Um, we have literature of it but use it being used for healing in like ancient tribal times. Um, people are still using it to this day. Um, so I think it's kind of a, we don't have clinical trials. Okay. So we don't have these very clear, tangible benefits, but at the same time, I think it's been helping people. Like that's my personal opinion on that. Um, and the logic behind why I think it's prescribed so much is because it's very easy to use. It's very cheap and it's non-invasive. So like if you go sit in an Epsom salt bath, you're not going to have a really bad problem. I mean, magnesium can be used as a laxative. So maybe you will have diarrhea if you like sit in a bath and become a prune for a few hours, but it's something that doctors can give out in a, a range of different health conditions and it's not going to like threaten the patient. So that's kind of why it's used often for different like health remedies. Um, and as I've mentioned before, like you get in the bath and so it's absorbed through your body, through the skin, but there's kind of this split consensus, which we're actually going to do in an episode next week of if you can absorb different vitamins through your skin. So that could be anything from like a CBD lotion. Um, it could be vitamin C on your face. Um, there's no evidence that your body can absorb certain minerals through the skin and magnesium is one of those that hasn't really been tested. And so the idea is like, you're going into the bath and you are getting the magnesium, but we don't really know if that's clinically true or not. So TBD, that will be next week's episode. We'll do more of a dive into that subject. So I'll post in Geneva, but feel free to ask any questions on topicals for next week. Um, and then to get into sauna steam room. 
So if you've been in either of them, you kind of get the idea of it. Uh, the main difference between saunas and steam rooms are going to be temperature and humidity. So the sauna is the one that's like the dry heat. Steam room is the one where you get steamy and wet and you walk out of it kind of dripping. They both have very similar health benefits. So I would say just like pick based on your preference. But some of the differences between the two is that the sauna is going to be heated to anything between 150 and 195. So it's a lot hotter and a steam room will kind of be around like 110 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, but it also has this like 100% humidity from the heat. They both stimulate the sweating and like the reason why people go to these two things as therapy is that it's can improve your cardiovascular health it lowers your stroke risk and also it boosts your immune system by helping your body like kind of flush this out and sweat in this like very strategic way um it also can help your body relax so another reason why like taking a magnesium bath before bed um is because you're exposing your body to hot water and that's something that signals your body that it's time to like wind down um i know myself i get very sleepy after taking a bath and that's why it's a good thing to do um but i would say with sauna and seam room um if you are interested in that i would say drink a lot of water when you're doing it and don't overdo it like you will be very especially if you're doing it in the summer you're going to get very dehydrated if you're like sitting in a sauna and then going outside and it's 100 degrees so make sure you're hydrating do your electrolytes you girlies know the drill with all that yes the girlies love we love magnesium over here um okay does coffee really throw off your hormones this is a hot topic thanks to andrew huberman i think also yeah. the push for this like low impact low cortisol lifestyle and tiktok that like tracy anderson girlies love to discuss yeah. um so yes coffee does elevate your cortisol due to the caffeine and like our cortisol is at the highest point when we are immediately waking up so right upon waking and so Basically, yes, if you're having caffeine during this like same time period, you could lead to an increase in the cortisol. And the reason why for high cortisol could potentially be bad or lead to other negative health health outcomes is because it can lead to like things like weight gain. It can impair your immune system. It can lead to like really like chronic fatigue, irregular periods, and so many other things. So those are kind of like the main ones that people probably talk about or have actually personally experienced. Um, and caffeine early could potentially interfere also with your normal morning cortisol production and stress of your adrenal glands, which are little glands that produce a lot of our hormones. So if you consume too much of it, you could, like I said, really disrupt your body's regular production. And since cortisol is going to be highest at the point upon waking, which is like, you know, signaling your body, like, Hey, it's time to like be awake and be alert. You may not actually be reaping any of like the benefits from drinking caffeine. So you'd be better off kind of delaying that consumption, which is why Andrew Huberman always talks about, I think it's like waiting like an hour and a half until you have your first cup of coffee, but specifically for women. So that this is what it's talked about the most in relation to hormones is that caffeine is metabolized slower for women than man than men. And if you're someone who has like PCOS or endometriosis, um, or maybe you've experienced symptoms like anxiety, insomnia, poorly balanced blood sugar, these are signs you could be intolerant to caffeine. But if you have PCOS or other like hormone related um, health issues, you could just be more susceptible to experiencing greater symptoms and they could just impact you more heavily than someone who perhaps does have more balanced hormones. Um, but like one thing to consider too, is that like caffeine induced increases in cortisol tend to be reduced in people who regularly consume caffeine. And so like, I've been drinking coffee since, I don't know, it was probably like in freshman and in, in high school. And like, I've had consistently at least like one or two cups a day that like my tolerance a is pretty high. And I don't really think that I probably experience 
as crazy of like a spike in cortisol. And if I did, I would probably be experiencing a lot more of these like crazy symptoms that people typically talk about when they do drink caffeine and like feel like they're sensitive to it. Um, And so like, let's say you want to keep on drinking coffee. The best thing that you can do is to delay that consumption and have it between like 9.30 and 10.30 a.m. Because this is usually when your cortisol finally kind of drops and then it picks up around noon. And then to also have food, especially like healthy fats and protein to balance the blood sugar. Because another issue here is that like if you have coffee and you add a bunch of like cream or sugar, you're also just going to be spiking your glucose through that. And that'll just lead to like another crazy like blood sugar imbalance, which can then also impact your hormones. And then you can also like try decaf. There's so many like on the market. I'm not the biggest fan, so I don't have any recommendations for you. But I honestly think when it comes to like this or like a lot of things in health and wellness, you have to kind of accept the fact that you're never going to be perfect. And it's totally fine to have like your own little vice that gets you through the day. And like so many of us work nine to fives. And therefore, a lot of us are probably waking up at 5 a.m. to work out. And so many of us use caffeine as a little bit of like a pre-workout stimulant to kind of get us energized and focused. And if you know that like you're going to have shitty workouts, if you cut out your caffeine and then that's going to impact the rest of your day, then like don't feel like you have to implement this in your life. And so if you also feel like your hormones are balanced, you have good stress management and like drinking coffee on an empty stomach early in the morning is probably not going to like sabotage your health as much as like so many other factors in the world. But if you are someone who does experience like usual jitters, or like I said, is pretty susceptible to like imbalanced hormones, this might be something that you can look at, but I don't think like you necessarily have to fully cut it out. I think like making these like huge blanket sweeping, like this is bad or this is good can like be very damaging for people. Cause like, again, like everything is so nuanced and health and wellness since it's so personal. Yeah, I was going to say on the caffeine, I think the only time it makes sense to do like a full caffeine caffeine withdrawal is if you have a period of your life where you can chill. Like if you are not working out intensely, if you don't have like serious work demands, because otherwise, like Emma said, you're going to suffer in the other aspects of your life. It's definitely been something that I've been curious of, but I'm like, well, fuck, I have the thing tomorrow. And then I have this other thing. And it's hard to like rewire your body like that. And I'm, I'm in the same camp as Emma where I'm like, yeah, you know, caffeine sucks, but also we live in society. So that's like my point on the next one that I'm going to talk about, which is like going on your phone before bed being actually bad. Okay. I am a content creator. You don't want to know my fucking screen time. Uh, It's bad every single day. I check my phone right before bed because this is my silly life. Is it awful for me? Yeah. Is it equal to me smoking cigarettes? I don't think so. Um, But I personally am just in the place where like, I can't, I can't not do that. Um, Maybe I could try, like I do try reading before bed, but the logic on like why, you know, doing your uh, phone right before bed is because of blue light, which we've talked about before. Um, You know, you should do things like dimming your lights to kind of signal you're going to bed, you know, do the light setting on your phone where the hues start to emit more yellow light towards your eyes because that could help you wind down. But the blue light that comes from your cell phone screen is going to restrain this production of melatonin, which as you know, is the sleep hormone in your body that will help you unwind. Um, It controls your sleep-wake cycle. So that's like the circadian rhythm. And so the theory is like, if you're on your phone, it's disrupting your body's natural like wind-down mechanism. And so it's going to be harder for you to fall asleep and then wake up the next day because it's going to be a little off. Um, You know, it delays your REM sleep as well. So if you're someone like me where you have like a sleep tracker, you're probably not getting sufficient REM if you are on your phone right before bed. Um, But this kind of ties into the next point, which is the low dopamine routine. If you're on TikTok, I think this has been the main place that this 
kind of trend has circulated. Um, there's been some articles about it, but it's been mostly a TikTok thing. It's not like doctors are kind of talking about this. Um, and it's this routine that you should be lowering your dopamine production in the morning. The idea behind it is that a lot of us wake up. The first thing we do is check our phones. The first thing we do is check our emails. That is getting our body into this flight or fight state where you're like stressed out about work emails. You're stressed out about a text from someone. And so you're not really like, easing into your morning that much and so this like low dopamine morning routine has started as a a way to get people like avoiding your phone in the morning doing house chores doing exercise to kind of wire your body and set yourself up for success um and i've seen this all over tiktok i've seen so many people talking about like low dopamine and i'm like why is everyone talking about dopamine like this is a very like huberman lab like scientist type thing um and so it's been popular with like people also particularly with people with adhd which makes it difficult to focus and so people say that you know they have different levels of dopamine than people without adhd and the theory of like why you should reconsider doing this is because our brains just thriving on this dopamine we're looking for the best sort of like the next thing on our phones the next viral tiktok the next funny meme um and your brain is resilient on this scrolling which is why it's this like self-defeating loop where it becomes so addicting which i i hear you i have my hand up i totally relate i'm addicted to my little silly phone as well but the thing is behind this because i was looking this up a few months ago and i got a tiktok about this as well is that this morning low dopamine routine is not actually rooted in any sort of science dopamine has become a buzzword in all of these videos and a lot of people are making the videos in very good faith it's like wake up and don't check your phone the first thing in the morning totally i get it but you're not actually rewiring your dopamine pathways by doing so. And it's like a lot of people are making bold scientific claims by saying so, even though I don't think they're trying to. And so this hashtag now has like 5.6 million views. A lot of people are saying like, I avoid my phone first in the morning. I'm doing simple chores. Um, These things are stuff that feel really good. And I do them myself. Like I love working out in the morning and I love getting my little AG1 and my supplements and having my routine and washing my face. Like, These are a morning routine, but dopamine isn't the reason. So cortisol, which is the stress hormone in your body, will naturally rise when you wake up. And so morning routines help us reduce that stress first thing in the morning. They can help us feel good, and then it also helps us to feel more productive later on. But dopamine, which is a type of neurotransmitter, is involved in this experience of wanting stuff. Like, that's why we want the clicks on social media. That's why we want the new videos. And so when we think about something or we see something on our phone or we desire something, this triggers the rise in dopamine. And so dopamine is also something that's not bad. Like, dopamine is helps in our survival mechanism. We would not be here as humans without dopamine. Like, our ancestors fought and they survived because they had dopamine. Um, and so these videos on TikTok say things like, if I don't give go on my phone i'm not giving my brain the dopamine but that's not scientifically how it works we do not choose what triggers our dopamine in our head so like that's not actually what's happening scientifically um it's more to say that like having a morning routine is good feeling productive first thing in the morning does actually set you up for success um and so this is to say like keep doing those things like establish routines that's awesome like i feel like that's a very cmos girlies thing to do but it is interesting that like dopamine has become a buzzword and it's it's kind of like everything honestly on in health and wellness social media where there's like a concept that's really good and then I feel like there's so much noise about it, so much chatter about it, that it loses its like original kind of purpose. Um, I think the whole conversation with like low impact workout has kind of gotten to that place where it started off and people were like, you know, women and cortisol and hormones and that can like cause you to lose your period. 
And now there's people selling like weird fucking guides on low impact stuff that don't have any sort of validity related to what the initial video was about. Like it's totally in la la land. And I feel like the dopamine stuff, I'm like, I truly check my phone between us doing re- recording things. And I got one about like, do you feel like you're just controlled by your phone? Well, you got to fix your dopamine. And so like, it's it's just weird that I think these like become viral moments just because like yeah it's a true statement that we're all wired to our phones and like probably shouldn't be but like we're not doing science stuff here guys i'm also fully convinced that like half the people that make low dopamine videos aren't actually like following through with i don't know right. the the protocols that they're talking about i'm like no you're like also making a video uh, like with your cellular device like you're being on your phone you're this doing is, like, it. a little hypocritical isn't it yeah i'm also just convinced that i'm fully immune to any of the negative consequences of me like going on my phone before oh, bed same. and like blue light same. stuff i'm like i none of this is real to me actually no. that's what i tell my little self i love to tell myself lies um and you know what that's okay because we live in a fucked up society yeah it's my one vice um okay so last two are food related this one, which I think is kind of crazy, is low fat is healthier, which I think we have debunked enough. And if you haven't felt like you've heard this being debunked, you live under a rock. Um, so there was once <laughs> a low said, fat craze. Emma said you there live was a once rock. a low fat craze. Um, I'm sure a lot of you girlies also experienced a high carb, low fat moment, which was very clearly all about not eating any fat and just eating all the potatoes and mustard and romaine lettuce in the world. um but so really these two movements made fat seem like the devil like especially in the 80s there was thought that there was like a link between like high fat and high cholesterol that suggests like low fat would then be healthiest this has obviously been you know there's been studies that have proven that this is like clearly false and there's so much more to it especially in terms of like the different types of fats um and if you are eating just like mostly only low fat foods you can definitely be not getting a lot of key nutrients and many reduced fat foods also have like a lot of like added sugars and additives and salt to make up for lack of flavor and that is one of the things that kind of backfired during the low fat craze is that like you know they took out all the fat and the yogurt or in the milk then they just like added back in a bunch of sugar to make it taste good and then this is like really what led to kind of like all the modern day diseases that we see like diabetes and like insulin resistance and like obesity just because like people are now eating all these like refined carbs and sugars that don't have fat and we like need fats des- desperately for so many different reasons. One is to, like absorb fat soluble vitamins. So if you're like eating your little salad with a fat free dressing, which I'm sure like some of you and myself included have done in like past eating disorder or, or orthorexia days, so I thought it was like being healthy that way because I was afraid of calories. You're basically like wasting your time because you're not getting any of the nutrients from those particular leafy greens and the other vegetables in there. And then also fats are a source of like essential fatty acids. So again, like we cannot make these on our own and we need them for good, healthy survival. So if you are avoiding fats at all costs and I'll kind of get into like what these fatty, fatty acids are that you can consume, you're not getting a lot of like key nutrients, which can be like really, really huge for like brain health, eye health, and just overall like developmental purposes too. And we also need proper enough fats for proper hormone function, especially for women. If you don't eat enough fat, like you can easily lose your period super quickly. Um, And so I think if you're someone who is scared of fat, you definitely have to challenge those beliefs and it's not easy, but I can tell you right now, you will feel so much better incorporating fats. You're going to feel like more full. You're going to feel more energized. And I totally get the like overcoming the whole like calorie part of that can be like a hard, hard battle. And I definitely suggest you talking to a professional in that regard for you to help resolve that because 
if you're trying to figure it out with your mom and your mom's just like, you need to eat more fat or X, Y, Z, like you're probably not going to listen to her. Cause she's not some sort of like credible person. I know for me, like what it really took was like a professional in the space. Yeah. Um. So the type of fats that you should be focusing on, there's going to be monosaturated fats. These are like quote unquote, the good fats. So olive oil, avocado, nuts, and nut butters. And then you also have polyunsaturated, such as like fish, flax, and chia, which we can only obtain from our diet. And these are where a lot of the fatty acids come from. So there's so many different sources as well. So you don't like have to eat avocados if you don't like avocados. And if you are a vegetarian, you can also eat like, excuse me, flax seed and chia seed to obtain your omega-3s and omega-6s. Um, so there's definitely variety out here, but do not be afraid of your fats. You must really love their fats. And it's honestly one of my favorite macronutrients if I had to choose one. Yeah. And then lastly, do specific foods help you detox? We talk about detoxing all the time, unfortunately, on CMOS Grillies because the internet is crazy and the wellness world is awful, but our body naturally detoxifies itself via the liver for people who didn't already know. And like, you can't detox your body through like a sad juice cleanse or a low calorie diet diet. I think we all know that at this point. And like, you really need to support your body with abundance. And there's so many ways that you can support your natural detoxification process. And so I feel like if you're coming back from vacation or if you had like a fun weekend and maybe you like had a little bit too much alcohol and like some like fun, greasy foods, you're probably going to like feel like you need to sort of cleanse your body a bit just because you might feel like a little lethargic or perhaps like a little like bloated from the water retention. I think instead of like thinking like, what is it that I need to like eliminate from my diet and what do I need to take away from me? You should honestly focus more on like, what can I add back into my diet and really focus on abundance? Just because I think like it makes that entire like getting back on track so much easier and more fun for you. Cause you can think about like all the different vegetables that you can buy and like how to prepare them in so many different ways. Um, and so eating key nutrients from foods is going to be the best way for you to kind of go about this. And I'm going to break down a few different types that you can consume, but like really at the end of the day, eating just like a whole foods, mostly plant-based diet with high quality proteins and like avoiding alcohol is the best way to sustain a healthy detoxification system. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can eat things like cruciferous vegetables because of like the sulforaphane and broccoli helps fight off infectious cells infectious cells definitely eat your broccoli sprouts because they have like so much more sulforaphane than regular broccoli i know like their taste is maybe not everyone's cup of tea limes lemons and grapefruit these are really high in levels of vitamin c so they can help with the liver filtering out toxins collard greens really any dark leafy green are also going to be rich in sulfur containing compounds and these contain idol 3 carbonyl which may help in lowering the risk of certain cancers Beets, which are one of my favorite vegetables, which people give me shit about a lot. They're a high antioxidant vegetable and also contain like betaine, which can help improve toxins from liver and cancer fighting properties. Really, these all kind of do the same thing. And then turmeric too, curcumin, which is the particular compound in turmeric that makes turmeric super duper healthy and amazing for you can support the liver and also reduce low, reduce levels of inflammation. And there's like a whole fucking list of like different detox foods you can consume if you like look it up on google you'll like get a full grocery list um if i had to choose my favorite it's probably beets i eat beets like almost daily blueberries are also great because they're also high in antioxidants and then yeah leafy greens are also pretty pretty solid but i'm not going to give you some sort of like detox diet plan or protocol um just eat what you're eating and you're gonna be okay yeah, you're probably doing fine if you're eating multiple vegetables throughout the week. It's better than the average person, I would say. So, like, sea mm-hmm. girlies, don't don't stress about the detox too much. Mm-hmm. 
that was the pod i hope you guys enjoyed i feel like these are some fun juicy subjects um reminder that merch is still live if you want to go snatch some and you know where to find us on that goofy little meme page that y'all tap tap like on so yeah yeah we'll see you guys on all the different platforms that kate and i somehow run and manage (laughs) god Um, yeah little little girl bosses is always a pleasure with you dude and girlies yeah we're gonna talk about topicals next week so definitely give us your thoughts and opinions on that space that is one area that i do not really think about when it comes to supplementation um so i'm kind of excited to to do some research and learn yeah learn and then educate you know how we do um whether it's memes or the pod but a pleasure to pod with you and we'll talk to you see girlies next week (laughs) 